Hello, and welcome to PW's LitCast, a podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors of all genres. I'm Emma Wenner, the Religion News Editor at Publishers Weekly, and today I'm speaking with Patty Callahan, the author of Becoming Mrs. Lewis, the improbable love story of Joy Davidman and C.S. Lewis. The book is published by Thomas Nelson, the sponsor of today's podcast. Hello, Patty. It's a pleasure to speak with you again. I am so thrilled to be here. I loved chatting with you when the book first came out, Emma, and now here we are talking about it again. This is really exciting. Yeah, like you mentioned, we spoke last year, right before your best-selling book came out, and now there's a podcast inspired by it. Before we talk about the podcast, though, I wanted to ask you, who is Joy Davidman, and what made her relationship with C.S. Lewis so unlikely? Ah. Joy Davidman is this fiery, brilliant, powerful, interesting woman who married C.S. Lewis later in life. And their improbable love story so fascinated me because it was the story of a woman who lived in New York, had never left New York for all of her life, except for about six months in Hollywood. She was an award-winning poet. She was married. She had two kids and she was an ex-atheist, ex-communist. And then you swung the pendulum all the way to the other side where we have C.S. Lewis, who had never left England or Ireland for all of his life, except for six months in France during the war. And he could have never known who she was until she wrote him a letter. And the improbability of these two people coming together so fascinated me that I decided to write a book about them. And although it's historical fiction, it is entirely based on their fascinating decade-long relationship. Wow. Um, A fascinating premise for a book and now a podcast. Um, Can you describe where the idea for the podcast came and and how do you, how do you describe the new podcast, which is called Behind the Scenes of Becoming Mrs. Lewis? The podcast was born of this moment where I was standing around talking to my publisher, HarperCollins, Thomas Nelson, and we were talking about all the fascinating things I had learned while I was doing the research, years of research for the book, and how many of those fascinating things didn't end up in the novel. Or it would have been a trilogy or a 900-page novel. It was There was so much to this story and so much that ended up on the cutting room floor. And I had interviewed a lot of people for the book. And the, each person that I talked to was an expert in a different field. And so we started talking about what could possibly be done with all that fascinating material. Was it a nonfiction book? Was it a... Uh, What does Joy have to teach us book? And somebody threw a podcast on the table as an idea. And we all just ran with it. And I said, listen, I can list the seven or eight or 10 biggest things that I get asked on the road when I'm doing events. And I can answer, but not with the depth that an expert can answer. So we started to talk about what each of those subjects would be. Everything from one of the biggest I get asked is, well, what about the children? Because as you know, Emma, the entire book is told from Joy's point of view. And people always want to know, what about her two sons? Um, Only one of whom is still alive. So two of the podcasts are with her son, Douglas Gresham. Um, 
And then I picked another, a, a lot more subjects and we contacted an expert for each subject, whether it was about Lewis's grief or about being a, um, how Joy was a co-author with Lewis on some of his work, um, about her love sonnets, which we could talk about that for an hour. And I, I, I grabbed these experts and they all agreed to be interviewed. And each episode is a fascinating deeper dive into the things that I talk about, but now with an expert. That's so exciting. And listeners, be sure to stay tuned after this interview for a brief excerpt from the podcast from um, Patty's interview with Douglas Gresham, who is Joy's son. Patty, who are some of the other guests on the podcast? And how did you end up being able to narrow it down to just these guests? So there'll be more. For sure. We have, we already have two more bonus episodes lined up with some other people oh. because the subjects, um, they just grow because what happens as you well know, Emma, cause you're doing these podcasts is once you start talking about a subject that's endlessly fascinating, another, another avenue opens up and you're like, yes, why did that happen? And somewhere in the world, there is someone who knows more about it than you do. So um, the first two episodes are with Douglas. And like I said, that is her son and Lewis's stepson. So the first episode is his life before Joy was diagnosed with cancer. And it's all about moving to England, meeting C.S. Lewis for the first time. The second episode is all about his life after he lost his mother and lived alone with C.S. Lewis as his stepson for all those years. The third episode is called Losing Faith, which goes back to this question I get asked all the time. I think you and I even talked about it last year, which is, did Lewis lose his faith when Joy died? Because if you read A Grief Observed, it sounds like he might have for a bit. Yeah. And so I talk with an expert named Dr. David Downing, who is the co-director of the Wade Center. And we talk about, he is an expert on that book and the multiple layers and Dantean influences in this fascinating book. And we kind of take that book apart and analyze what Lewis was really trying to say. Um, the fourth episode is called Why Joy. And of course, I love talking about this. And in Why Joy, what we're talking about is why is Joy Davidman the only woman that C.S. Lewis ever fell in love with enough to marry? And late, very late in his life, he was in his 50s. Why her? And I talked to Dr. Crystal Hurd and Dr. Crystal Downing, two experts on two completely different subjects, but both believe that there were two women who were predecessors to Joy who prepared Lewis for Joy, one being his mother, Flora, and the other being the ever fascinating Dorothy Sayers, who Lewis was dear friends oh, wow. with. I know. Doesn't that sound amazing? Yes. And then the next episode is about Joy as muse and co-author and how she helped Lewis with his work and actually co-authored Till We Have Faces. That one is with Andrew Lazo. The next one is called The Lost Love Sonnets. And as you know, the love sonnets that were found only 10 years ago, 45 love sonnets that Lew that Joy wrote to C.S. Lewis were very much were the backbone of the novel and every chapter starts with one. So I interview the world's leading expert on Joy's poetry, Dr. Don King from Montreat. And we talk about these kind of scandalous love poems written to Lewis. 
And then right now, the last one is called Surprised by Love, kind of a play off Surprised by Joy, which is Lewis's biography. Um, and that one, again, is with Andrew Lazo, and it talks very much about how love came to find and surprise Lewis. Wow. Well, it sounds like already you're addressing so many common misconceptions about joy. And, and while you're talking to experts, you yourself have done great work in sort of setting the record straight about her. Um, how has Joy's life and her story impacted you personally? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I think that a lot of Joy's, there's so many facets. Once again, we're talking about these interviews and how many avenues there are to go down when you're talking about someone like Joy Davidman. Yeah. So I think even the answer to that question of how she influenced my life goes down all these different avenues. I mean, she's influenced me as a writer because now I am fascinated with historical fiction. She has um, influenced me as a woman um, because I often think of my favorite quote of hers, which is, if we should ever grow brave, what on earth would become of us? And so just as a woman, that quote, and when I think about the way she changed her life to save her life, she has influenced me in that way. Um, she's influenced my career because I'm doing things I would never be doing without her, like Emma talking to you, right? Um, <laughs> you know, traveling to places I've never been because, not because they want to hear from me, but because they want to talk about joy. From Canada to the UK, she's now, I've been doing book clubs in Australia and Ireland and it's, you know, all over the place. And then she's influenced my faith, of course, by her constant respect for, but also ability to question the mystery. She's always been willing to ask the bigger questions. And that to me is inspiring. And um, what's your favorite part or the best part about launching a podcast? I love it. Don't you love doing podcasts? I do. I mean, and I love listening to them more than I love doing them. Exactly. Well, and I think that's where it started for me. I'm a podcast chunky. I listen to them. I travel a lot. So I listen to them when I'm traveling. I listen to them when I'm taking a walk. I listen to them when I'm doing the laundry. I, yeah. you know, I listen to them while I'm cooking. I, I think my, and as a listener, my favorite thing about podcasts is that, uh, is learning something new. And in a podcast, even an interview with anybody, someone I disagree with, someone I agree with, some, a subject I have no idea about. Um, I love the ones also that are stories that, you know, start, you know, start unfold a mystery or a story. So podcasts to me are endlessly fascinating. But to host one, I have loved because I love conversation about the bigger things. I love having a conversation about the things that matter in our lives. I love to have a conversation. Um, I'm a big listener to On Being, which is Krista Tippett's. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's an amazing podcast. And and she often will ask her, her, her interviewees this broad scoping question that nobody can ever truly answer, which is about what it means to be human. And I love that because I think that we don't even have to ask that bigger question, that it's kind of inherent in the things we talk about on podcasts. This inherent question of, well, what does this mean for us as humans, for us as, as women or men, or for our lives, or for the people we love, or for the choices we're making? So for instance, when I'm interviewing Don King about the love sonnets, we're not just talking about the love sonnets Joy wrote, 
we're talking about what it means to, to express yourself in, in literature or in poetry or in letters. And how do we express ourselves and having conversations about those things is endlessly fascinating to me. What an excellent answer. And it also answers my question about what do you want listeners to learn from it? It sounds like there's so much that they can take from it. And um, I wanted to ask you to close, um, what's next for you? Oh, wow. I'm writing, I'm working on a book that's historical fiction based on a shipwreck that happened in 1838 with all the elite of Savannah and Charleston on it. And it is so fascinating. And just like writing about joy, I wasn't quite ready to write about another real woman. So I decided to write about a real event. Um, But just like joy, what's fascinating about this subject is they found the ship about a year and a half ago. So they're bringing up its treasure and its remnants. And it's, there's no end to the fascination of, of something that rests at the bottom of the ocean for almost 200 years and what that means for us today. Yeah. So there's, I've, I've always been able to say this and I think I can say it even more now in my work is I've consistently since the minute I put a pen to paper been fascinated with the story behind the story with the story, which is what, you know, becoming Mrs. Lewis is, is, is it's the story we didn't know behind the story we did know. Yeah. And I think that uncovering those is what's great in novels and podcasts and where we can say, well, this is the story I think I know, but I'm going to tell you the story behind the story that led to what you think you know about this subject. So it, um, that is what I'm doing now. Yeah. And it, it lends itself to so much discussion and conversation upon conversation. So yes, that's very exciting. And um, thank you so much for joining us, Patty. And also thank you to the audience for listening. Please join us again soon for the next LitCast. Also, continue listening for an excerpt from Patty's podcast, Behind the Scenes of Becoming Mrs. Lewis. When we first got to the kilns, I was still in the state where I thought that English people ought to be wearing armour and riding horses and jousting every now and again, that sort of thing. And, of course, when I was going to be meeting this man who, who, who was a personal friend of Aslan the Great Lion and of High King Peter of Narnia and the rest, I kind of imagined him to be this stalwart, knightly character, probably riding a white charger and wearing silver armour and carrying a sword, and of course he was nothing of the sort. <laughs>